All right, partners, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Stronger Together podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, David Graves from R&R Loans. The guy's a legend. In the last 12 months, he's closed almost 200 loans. Huge producer out in California. David, welcome to the podcast and welcome to Detroit. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, man. Absolutely. So you're in Cali now, but before we get into mortgage, you have an interesting background, man. You played mm-hmm. college football at Hawaii. You were a quarterback. You started many games there. You're also a safety, I saw, mm-hmm. special teams, dynamic football mm-hmm. player. Talk about your time at Hawaii. Yeah, so I guess we can just start right before that. I oh, played yeah. football in Folsom, uh, which is a suburb of Sacramento. That's that's where we live. That's where we're doing business primarily. And so even at Folsom, I was kind of like a utility guy. I'd play receiver, running back, safety, whatever. I actually only got one year to play quarterback at Folsom, and it went well. And I had a bunch of offers to more of the, the spread-type schools, Um that were looking for dual threat type quarterbacks and that was coming right off the heels of Hawaii's undefeated season mm. and you know who doesn't want to go throw the ball 50 times a game when you're a quarterback who so was the, the quarterback back then Colt Brennan Colt, yeah he was a Colt legend Brennan, legend yeah, yeah. yeah still a legend on the yeah. island out there so uh, I make my way out to Hawaii and we we're just living the dream man I had my my quarterback coach that came and got me out of Folsom at the time, he's actually now the head coach. His name's Nick Rolovich, yep. and he'd always he'd always play, uh, you know kind of joke with us. Hey guys, we, we we would do a quarterback receiver meetings together. He's like, hey guys, you guys could be playing in Wisconsin, handing the ball off in the snow and stock blocking, or you can be you know throwing the ball four hundred times a day under rainbows here in Hawaii. <laughs> you know, we we just ran routes and threw the ball all day. It really was a dream. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So Hawaii, by the way, before we get into that, you just had a, a baby, I, I saw, did. right? I did. Congratulations. Yes. Baby boy, right? Baby boy. Um, I met my beautiful wife in Hawaii. Uh, we were both comm majors there, so we do a good job communicating. But yeah, we just had our, our first baby boy. His, uh, his name in, in, in English is John David Graves. So, uh, the Legally, it's going to be John Kavika. There we Kavika, go. Kavika, simply David in Hawaiian. And so little man is seven weeks old today. Uh, it's going great. So that's a new adventure for us, to say the least. Life-changing. Life-changing, yeah. Best feeling in the world. Changer. Oh, yeah. Best feeling in the world. My wife was due yesterday. So oh, wow. If, if this podcast ends abruptly, oh. it means uh, I'm having a baby. Hey, when she calls you answer, <laughs> that's where we are right now. That's right, <laughs> so quarterback at Hawaii, living the life on an island, met your beautiful wife there. Mm-hmm. You're done playing football at Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the night. Did you get right into mortgage or mm-hmm. walk me through the progression? Okay, cool. So I had a really good friend. Uh, he was a few years older than I was back in Folsom. And he actually came out to Hawaii and he was my roommate out there for four years. And he was a big you know, sports fan. And he hung out with all us football players and was kind of one of the guys almost on the team. Uh, but he was older than me. He graduated two years before me. He got into mortgage right away with a guy out there, was, you know, essentially running, we call it in the business, it was an Earl shop, right? Oh, yeah. It was just VA streamlines. And there's a huge VA population out there in Hawaii, just strategically Hawaii's a point on the on the planet where you want to have your, your forces, right? Yep. So um, he jumped in and, and started working with this guy who just had so much overflow. And, and granted, this was end of 2012. This was near all-time record low interest rates or record low interest rates, right? So these guys were just 
hand over fist, you know? And so I'm looking at the money this guy's making. I'm like, hey, this is something that I could be interested in, right? And he's this young kid out of college, you know, making some serious, serious money. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I went and got my license, right? But it was an Earl shop. And you know, in the refi business, when when the rates go up, the business goes away. And so this guy who had a very successful Earl shop, but um, had a, was doing other things as well, you know, managing money. I think he was managing money for other people. He just skated out to Australia and just lived there. And so um, I was kind of left, you know, freshly licensed, not really knowing what I'm doing, you know, throwing the walls, bap- yep. baptism by fire. But at the same time, I, I wasn't totally done with football. And so I got an opportunity to go play professional football in Germany. It's called the, the GFL. So I was on a team in, in Cologne. Uh, how us in America say it, Cologne, but out there they, they say Cologne. Mm. They always used to clown on me because I, I could never say it right. <laughs> but but yeah, it was that was an awesome experience. I spent a year out in, in uh, Germany. My wife, fought, girlfriend at the time, she followed me out there. Um, was able to make our way out to Amsterdam a bunch of times. I was, I was talking to Bob about that earlier. Uh, but yeah, that, it was just it was just a dream. It was just a, a great experience living in another country like that. And then when I got back. Then I really got into the mortgage business, and I started at a place where it was, you know, you know, salary, but also commission. Where I'm, you know, it, it was it, they gave me a lot more training, and that's kind of how I got into it. That's when I was doing loans in Hawaii, and then not long after that, I moved back to California, and that's when I met my mentor, and that's when things really started taking off. It's good. So talk to me. So, you know, I, we work with a lot of brokers. You mentioned mentor. Mm-hmm. You know. Most successful brokers have someone that mentored them, taught them, kind of helped them form the business. Mm-hmm. Who is your mentor? And talk to me about maybe like two things, specific things that you've mm-hmm. learned from them yeah. that maybe these folks listening to this podcast can also yeah. inject into their business. Okay. Well, first off, mentors are invaluable. Yeah. Like, like you know, to, to, to learn from someone else's wisdom that's been through all these experiences, you can just stand on their shoulders and, you know, kind of get on a fast track, so to speak. To the, to the success route, you know? So my my mentor's name is, is Jim Radiman. And so he's 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 the broker of, of our company. And so he's he's definitely a high level guy. I had heard the name always growing up because uh, he had always done my parents' loans, right? And come to find out he did not only my parents' loans, but all my aunts, uncles, family, friends. I just started asking people around town. They all knew him, but he's not a guy that's like blasting his name out there, yeah. right? He's kind of... And I, I hate to use this phrase, but we do have a very humble, hole in the wall type office. Like we're not the big marble countertops and glass windows and nothing. We're just, um, you know, a very efficient shop. And so Jim, my mentor, man, it's going to be hard to narrow it down to two things that he's taught me, but I'll give it my best shot. Uh, the biggest thing I'd say is probably, mm, you know, getting into an abundance mindset mm-hmm. rather than a scarcity mindset. And that's, you know, it's really hard to do when, when, when you have never like looked or approached things from an abundance mindset. But once you hit that point, it's like, you know, you, you start to understand. So uh, to, if I could kind of elaborate on that, you know, I just came back from Phoenix uh, a few months ago. I was out there with you guys on a pinnacle event yeah. and we're talking to all the top brokers and they're all saying the same thing, right? They're like, Hey, uh, if, if, if there's a, a marginal file or there's something where, you know, we know we could get it done, but this is going to take time and more importantly, bandwidth. You only have so much mind power to put at this thing. It's like, hey, punt that one. You know, th- there's there's t- 
tons of other loan officers be happy to take that one. But when you're doing high level volume, right, you can't afford that. Those, those tougher loans, I hate to say it, but they're costing you money. And so Jim's taught me, hey, Dave, those three ones that you know you can do, but you know they're just going to wreck your life, the three you turn down, that's 20 more. Yeah. You know, for every three, that's 20 more good ones. And then this is it. He, he told me, hey, someone young in my career, uh, someone young in my career told me, work extra hard to get the good people, right? Because then the good people are going to cluster into more good people. And then you, you're building this this book of business where it's these are, these are really good loans, you know? And then you can really start doing the volume that way. I love it. So abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. We've talked football. It's like some businesses play offense mm-hmm. and some businesses play defense. Correct. This market, the mortgage market, is so huge, man. It mm-hmm. is huge. And a lot of people I see will look at it like this finite little thing, and i got to focus all my energy and attention on the competition because there's only mm-hmm. 10 loans out there, and mm-hmm. if we're fighting for No, man. There's focus your so energy much. on innovation, creativity. Focus and look at your business first. And mm-hmm. like you said, um, it's it's constantly be looking at the mark the market is so giant i mean you think of quicken loans right largest mortgage company in america it's six percent of the market that means 94 out of 100 people are going somewhere else to get a loan correct and that's why it's so awesome to be a broker it's there's so many folks out there to help originate mortgages there's so many loans out there and there's so much room for growth it doesn't matter who you are right and 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 people are always going to need loans people are always going to need money we're we're, we're selling people money it is it is what it is right and so when scarcity mindset when you live there it's like hey i need this loan i need this paycheck but it's like what you don't realize is that's costing you time bandwidth you know and 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 just certain types of personalities you know they drain you yeah And, and it becomes expensive in more ways than you might realize. And so I guess, you know, we could elaborate that on, on abundance and scarcity mindset forever. But if we're going to move on to a second thing that Jim's taught me, it's really, you know, as, as a broker, you know, and you can do you can do the refi shop or the Earl shop, but he's taught me to be a purchase loan officer. Yeah. So um, you just always focus on your purchase business. The refinances will come and go with rates. You know, refis, refis, he's always talking, they're, they're just gravy. You know, you'll see, you'll see a, a drop in rates and a spike in income, but you can't count on that, right? You always just got to charge forward with the good purchase business, making sure you're taking care of your purchase partners and really building your, your purchase base. Yep. You know, that, that, that's, your, that's your people. They, they are the ones that end up becoming your, your future refis. So let's talk about that purchase. You do an incredible job. I mean, yeah. you did 200 loans in the last 12 months. A big portion of them have been purchased. I believe... Your parents realtors, mm. real estate agents. Okay, yeah, actually. it's in your blood, right? Yeah. So, uh, a little background on that. My my grandfather was a uh, was was a real estate broker and, and developer. He, and, you know, he, he built some commercial buildings. Then later in his career, he got into kind of luxury home building. Um, and so, when my mom came out of college, he didn't give her much of a choice. So, he yeah. They, they lived in a really small town and he put her on a small plane out to Fresno to take a real estate license the day she graduated college. So she got thrown into it, you know, no questions asked. Her dream was always to be in the medical field. So she goes on and, and, and becomes a real estate broker and, and ran a successful business and, and had a really good reputation in our town, but she was just, it wasn't what she wanted to do. And so when we got to a point where, you know, I have a, I have a younger brother but when I could, you know, we, we could kind of take care of ourselves. She 
you know, and I could t- drive us to our different football practices or whatever we're doing. She goes back to school and, and um, she got her uh, RN license. She's, she's now a bachelor in nursing. So she's now in the medical field, which was always her dream. So yeah, I do have a real estate background. I joke with people. I say, hey, I've been in this business since I was four years old. My mom used to throw us on our rollerblades <laughs> and we'd be canvassing neighborhoods, you know? So th- that's a little bit of background there. It's yeah. in your DNA. <laughs> it is. So yeah. I know you look at your... Uh, real estate agent relationships in a unique way, right? So like people listening to this podcast, teach them how you view it and what can they learn from Mm. that? Okay. So just to to back up, this is another thing with Jim is it's, you know, and this is something I've come to realize over over the years is, hey man, the best marketing out there, right? Still to this day as as a loan officer is doing a damn good job with the opportunities that you're given. So when you have a purchase transaction, there's all these different parties that you can go, you can impress by going above and beyond, right? The title people, the agent on the other side, you know, all these different people. And it's like, hey, everyone's in, everyone knows what's going on. When a, when a real estate agent says, gives you a referral, they're essentially saying, hey, Dave, here's my paycheck. Yep. Please give it back to me in 30 days. You know, there's there has to be that level of trust. And this is... Um, I don't want to say it's unique because this is something I actually learned with, uh, I'll give a little shout out to the mortgage marketing animals. I went to a three day thing with them last year in Vegas. And so they were teaching us this kind of stuff. And um, they were saying, this is back to abundance mindset is, uh, uh, you know, you have, you have your whales, your tunas and your tilapias, you know, and then even if you want to do lower minnows and the way they did, they defined that was your whales are, you know, you three, three, three or, uh, or three plus purchase sides, as real estate agents per month, right? That's for a real estate agent, that's a lot of business, you know, for, for an individual real estate agent. The tunas, I think, were um, uh, one to two a month, and then tilapias were eight to 11 a year, and then minnows were below that. And so what what, what you kind of, and I, I'm sure a lot of loan officers out there will agree with me, mortgage brokers, is, you know, when you have a whale, you do the job for them, you're not getting called, you know, asking about updates on files that much, because yep. they don't really, care because you know what they're doing they're already going out and getting more business right but when you have your tilapias and minnows right that's it's their one deal they're calling you 25 times you know every day hey where are we at they're all nervous and what we come to realize is that's really draining on you and you can't it, it is what it is but you can't you have to really work hard and get those better agents and i know there's other models out there you know you with like a pyramid of agents and things like that and it's just like hey that's true in every industry, even as loan officers. There might be some of you guys out there, you, you guys might be the minnows and, and, and tilapias, and you guys have all the problems, and you're always bugging, you know, your A's or whatever. It's like, hey, you know, you got to kind of step up to the plate and see what you can do to make yourself a whale, yeah. right? And so you just charge forward. So I, I guess, is, is that kind of what you were yeah, looking for? Yeah, no, that's good. So pr- prioritize, right? <laughs> be aware of who you're dealing with. Your quote-unquote whales, the folks mm-hmm. that do a lot of business, it's more efficient for you as a broker because they're outgoing and getting more business. They're tr- hopefully trusting you that the loan's gonna close and execute. But how do you do it, man? How do you start or break into that relationship with a high level real estate agent? Anything you do specific there? Mm, okay, well, first off, if you get an opportunity, you gotta knock it out of the park, oh, yeah. right? And that's another thing Jim's taught me is, is it takes years and years to build your reputation. And if, you, if one transaction goes south, you got to realize agents are talking at their offices. Hey, if Dave messed up, you know, they're MFing me. It's, it's a, you know, I don't know the exact statistic, but if something goes bad, they're telling 33 people, 
something goes good, they're telling three people, yep. right? So you you have to do a great job up, up front, right? Um, as far as establishing those relationships, doing doing a good job, and then you know I, I I'll sit open houses with them. I'll get things to them. My job is just to make their life as easy as possible. Yeah. Right. And so when they give me, when they give me a lead, it's like, Hey, they're, they know what's going on. The people know what's going on. And if you do a really good job for the people, for their, for their, for their clients and they're satisfied, that's going to trigger and cluster no more referrals for them as the agent. And so you really hammer that down. You effectively communicate that to the agent. Say when they come to me, they're going to get, they're going to get this great pricing. They're going to, you're going to be in, um, you're going to know exactly what's going on throughout the entire transaction. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to mitigate the emotional issues as much as possible. Just try, try to keep, because, you know, real estate agents, man, they deal with, you know, we deal with emotional people. They deal with some serious, seriously emotional people. The house right? is on the line. <laughs> the yeah. house is on the line. So a lot of times I joke around, I'm just behind my desk nerding out, making, you know, getting people their money. Right. And the agents are the ones hitting the streets in the, in the houses with these people. So, yeah, I guess that's it's good. Really just doing a good job, man. Good. A couple random personal questions. Yeah. I love food, man. What's your favorite food? Oh. Okay. Um, I've been very blessed. Uh, my wife is is uh, is part Korean, Hawaiian and, and Korean, and she her her Korean mother. Right. I'm a big Asian food guy. Like I just get Korean barbecue, kimchi. I'm all over that stuff. So you know. Uh, my wife, Nicole, is always cooking really good Asian food at home. <laughs> oh, the dangerous thing about Asian food, man, you just can't stop eating it. I don't know what it is it. about it. Plate after plate after yeah. plate. Oh, in Hawaii especially, man, they have all those plate lunches. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Favorite book? I know you're a communications major uh, at Hawaii. What is Anyone listening to this podcast, okay. would you recommend a book? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'll preface it with this. I'm a huge book guy. I'm a I'm a book animal. I love books. I feel like that's just I, knock on or or however you want to say it. I, I don't want to I don't want to discount college or anything. But I've learned way more from the books I've read than I did at my four years in college. Yeah. You know, so the the self education type thing. And so if I had to narrow it down to one book, um, I would have to say The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And so, you know, concept of the book is essentially, you know, the, the little things that you do every day will hit the compound interest effect in w one way or another. You're either going up or you're going down, right? And I'll get a small example. And the, the reason I cite the slide edge a lot is because that's the book that triggered me into reading all the other books. Hmm. So one of the small things that you can do, read 10 pages a day, right? You read 10 pages a day. I don't know. You're reading 12 to 18 books a year, whatever, whatever the math turns out to be. If you don't read 10 pages a day, right? You're actually hitting the compound interest effect in the opposite direction, right? You're not hitting 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 that 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 hockey stick curve going up. And then think about the person you would be a year from now if you read ten pages a day. You downloaded all this information into your mind, right? And then that person you are a year from now is going to do that again, and you're really going to hit that compound interest effect. And so, like I said, that's led me on to read many other books and. I could go on and on about different books. I love books. Such a great principle, man. I mean, with yep. compound interest, definition is tiny little gains that are consistent turn mm -hmm. into massive gains mm -hmm. over a long period of time. And it's, you know, you think about people that go on a diet. You think mm -hmm. they need to like just transform the way that they eat. Really, you know, you cut 50 calories per day, very small. Next thing you know, over time, you've lost 10 pounds, right? Correct. 
and they're really big on these things don't happen in these quantum leaps like Correct. you might think they do you think oh or if it's working out or if it's or if it's eating healthy on a diet or whatever right you you it's, don't go to the gym on Monday for six hours. Correct. Right. Just go every day and get that thirty-five to forty-five minutes in, and that you know, little by little, you're going to catch that hockey stick compound interest effect. But it's such a great principle for mortgage brokers, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like being one of the the best qualities as a mortgage broker is uh, persistent patience. Yes. What I mean by that is exactly what you just said. Is you don't need to make go from making. 10 calls a day to realtors to 700 calls a day, no. you're gonna burn out. You're gonna burn out. You go from 10 to 15, but do it consistent. Mm -hmm. Consi mm -hmm. And be patient, because compound interest takes patience. So put a little bit more persistence in what you do, make sure it's consistent, mm -hmm. have the patience, and it'll roll. So it'll whether roll. it's making five more calls a day, um, whether it's reading 10 pages a day, whatever it is, just consistency. I've got man. these little things doing. This is actually something I've taken from football. Yeah. Right. And we call them. We would call them the EDDs, the everyday drills. Yeah. Right. And so these little things and slide edge will say hey, they're easy to do, but the problem is they're just as easy not to do. Correct. Right. And so every day I my EDDs. Right. I'm writing birthday cards. Yep. I am. I am watering my past client database. Right. And my goal is to hit the compound interest effect on that past client database. Right. And a big reader, Keller Williams, millionaire real estate agent, right? I always recommend that to all the agents. What? I think it's less than 3% of the people that sign on with Keller Williams. Everybody gets that book. Less than 3% actually read it. But there is a seven-figure proven business model in that book. If you just follow it, touch your people, yeah. right? And do it every day. It's not that hard. It's easy not to do, but it's easy to do. If, if that makes sense, you know, just you're touching your people. Totally, man. Totally. So um, I couldn't help but notice we were chatting over email and in your email signature, it's big, bold, hey, click here to see what my past clients say about me. I clicked and like this year alone, over the last 12 months, you have like 150 reviews, which mm -hmm. I'm doing the math. It's like every single person nearly that you've closed a loan for mm -hmm. has filled out a positive review about you. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they're like, Detailed, man. I mean, so yeah. number one, it's a testament. People love you that yeah. do business with you. But how do you... I think everyone on this podcast that's listening knows it's important to get reviews, right? It's important mm -hmm. to be able to show your potential clients that you've worked with people and they've had a good experience, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's one thing to actually gather them yeah. and gather a lot of them mm -hmm. and make it scalable so it's not taking up time and energy. Mm -hmm. How the hell have you gathered all these reviews? Okay, so this is... This is my approach to that. Um, first off, it's uh, I, I laid this out to people. Hey, this is another mortgage marketing animals thing, right? Listen, as loan officers, you're really not that important, right? When people come to you, what do they want? They want their money on on time. Yeah. They want their they need money and they need they need it on this date, right? So don't make yourself more important than you are, right? So that's job number one as a mortgage broker. Get your money to them on yep. the date that they need it. Number two, educate them through the process, right? I have stuff that's in my mind that is not in their mind, right? And I wanna put what's in my mind into their mind and help them understand. So in sales, I feel like my biggest job is to educate people. I'm a teacher, yep. right? I, I know the way, let me teach you the way, show you the way, right? So a lot of these reviews, people are talking about, I knew what was going on, David explained everything to me, blah, blah, blah. So what happens is when I get to the end of a transaction, right, and it's a new person, um, 
I use this program. It's called Reach 150, another plug. I'm a huge advocate for this program. I love it. Okay. Reach 150. Reach 150. Um, I want to say it's a, it's a startup out of, um, you know, East Bay, you know, Silicon Valley area, somewhere around there. I think they're based out of Walnut Creek or Concord or something. Um, but what they do is, is uh, they're, they're, they're really hard on SEO, right? And so what happens is I come to the end of a transaction. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. But I come to the end of the transaction, and all I do is I, I drop an email in there. Reach 150 will hit them three times within two weeks, okay? Auto, automated email. If after the three weeks they still haven't filled out a review, at that time, then I will personally send it to them from, from me, okay? But prior to that, to help increase that conversion ratio, just let them know it's coming. Hey, congratulations. You, know, you take your victory lap at the, end, at the end of the transaction. Hey, congratulations on your new home, yada, yada. Um, we have a closing gift coming to you, this and that. And I, you're going to get this in your email if you wouldn't mind completing a, a positive review for me. You know, those things, these things really go far and along, or these things go really far in this day and age, right? Yeah. Then the people make a positive review. I instantly text them. Thanks so much for the kind recommendation. Um, you know, those go a long way in this day and age. I'm always available as a resource for if you ever have any questions, right? And then that's it. So you do a great job collecting them. Collecting is there anything them. you do proactively to use it when you're you know, presenting a loan or mm -hmm. trying to you know, influence a client to use you? How are you using it to gain more I don't business? think I have to do that. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I think that's a blind spot on a lot of loan officers. Think about this. I have my real estate agents. And, and my real estate agents, uh, you know, and my whales, they're strong advocates from, you got to use my guy, yeah. right? So, okay, I'm client A. I just got referred by a real estate agent that I've decided to work with. You got to use my guy. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to Google me, yeah. right? What's this guy about, right? And what's at the top of that list in the top three? The SEO, Reach 150. It's all positive stuff, right? And so I'm not using this as a direct marketing thing. This is a supplement. Oh, yeah. Like, this is to cover up. If someone Googles you and they can't find you, that's not a good thing. Right, so you you want to you want to be found. You want what's found to be very positive. So, David, I, consumers nowadays, today, more than ever, they shop. Yes, I mean, they they're, they have access to a thing called a cellular device, a mm -hmm. cell phone, right? And on that cell phone is a thing called Google, and they shop. Now, I think a lot of brokers think like, hey, when I talk, it's their shopping rate, their shopping rate, and, and they are shopping rate, mm -hmm. but they're shopping you as a human being. Absolutely, they're yeah. shopping literally. They're shopping your social media. They're shopping Facebook and Instagram. They're shopping reviews on you. Mm -hmm. And when you think about how consumers are beginning to be wired, think mm -hmm. about Amazon, for instance, mm -hmm. right? You go on there, and yeah, price is important. It's not the end-all, be-all. In fact, price will get you interested, mm -hmm. but then those those reviews below mm -hmm. it, five, if something's the best price, but it has a two-star review, at least me, I'm not ordering it. I'm probably going to something that's fair. Correct. It's a competitive price, but that five-star review is going to make or break whether I Absolutely. use That's why I think this is a, a important topic. Absolutely. And it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's price. My, my, you know, like you said, tip their interest, but it's the service, too, yeah. that, really, that really gets them. And what are our two jobs? Get money on time at a good price, right? Yep. And also educate them through the process and really go above and beyond on the service. That's just my approach. That's how I've been taught by Jim. It's good. So um, another little thing on Reach 150. If you got hey, partners you, out did, there, did Reach 150 pay, no, pay you? No, they didn't. No, I promise didn't. you, they're not sponsoring this no, podcast. No, they're not. They're they're really <laughs> not. But um, you know, essentially, what they have is is those reviews. You know, 
if you click on it, or even you can even do it through email, but but those reviews are going out at least 20,000 times a month, like an AdWorks, Google, Google ad type thing. So, yeah. you know, they could be on NFL, checking our Niners, right? And David Graves pops up. It's a positive review. You know, you're scrolling through, boom, there it is. So they have that service as well. But again, I'm not using it as a direct thing. This is a supplement. Yeah. It's good though. It's all about scalability. Whether yeah. you're a huge mortgage company, whether it's just you as a broker or anything mm-hmm. in between, how do you how do you work smart? How do you inject things in your business that are scalable, that are systematic? This is one. A lot of times people think testimonials are something that you have to call, ask for, follow up, boom. You're busy. Hopefully you're busy. Mm-hmm. And when you can, this sounds like, again, I've, this is the first time I've heard it sounds a great product, but anything like that where it does the work for you and right. then drives consistent results moving forward that's really what i'm going to be looking for is things that are you know systemized yep and you know create as little work for me and a little little time as from me as possible so and i think with you know moving forward into the future mortgage business is only going to become more technology based right i I still think the human component's always going to be there because we're 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 teachers oh yeah we're educators right but the technology is really going to drive and the more that the technology can take over that part of my business the better. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I you know. I just feel like that's that's me offering a better service. Is, yeah. is, is leveraging those, those uh, technology. Something that we always say around here is, let computers do what computers do best, mm-hmm. so that human beings can do what human beings do best. Yes. And so it's you, sometimes you get in a rhythm where you think you're working hard and you go home and it makes you feel good, but they're like, could a computer have? done that for me yeah. like computers are good at shooting information out like emails like that for instance mm-hmm. computers are good at memorizing a thousand different algorithms like guidelines and overlays and things like that yeah. what computers aren't good at is empathy mm-hmm. compassion building relationships mm-hmm. humor right and so assessing when, emotions and yeah. potential concerns and you know you know people are stressed yeah the home buying process can be stressful especially when you're selling and buying a home at the same time you know and i'm always telling people on the phone listen you can reduce a lot of stress by reducing uncertainty lean on me if you're uncertain about something something's not black and white clear as day to you it's gray call me so yep. i can make it more black and white and i can reduce that stress yep there it is yeah yeah, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes people get scared about technology, especially in industries like this. Mortgage, am I going to be replaced by a phone or an application or anything? Never. Mm-hmm. Now, you better be using applications and technology and Absolutely. partnerships like this, hopefully, that Absolutely. are helping you leverage the what computers do best. But man, in a transaction this big, right. the human the human piece of it, it's it's not going away. In fact, um, it's everything. And if I opinion. can toot Quicken's horn a little bit, like guys, bravo. This technology has taken so much time off of our shoulders. You know, obviously there's a learning curve whenever you're taking on a new system, but yeah. your guys' technology is fantastic. It's the best out there. It's the best out there. I love it. You know, um, it's allowed me to do a lot more loans or just, you know, and this is a big thing that Jim's taught me. Like you, you, you put a task in your mind and it's typically bigger in your mind than it actually is to complete, yeah. right? It, in, in time and effort. And, you know, when I'm quoting somebody or pricing something out, these quick and tools are just, I can get them out quick. It's great. It's great. It's good. Yeah, the answer is one of those things where we're, we're building the answer. And for those of you who haven't used it that are listening, I mean, it's instead of trying to go to all regs and search and analyze and try to even figure out what all regs is telling me or memorize 
every guideline update that's going on, the answer you learn is ask it a question. It'll either give you the answer or ask you another question back. And then by the end of the trail, it'll say, yeah, you can do this. Yes. Or no, you can't do it, but flip it to a Freddy and put 10% down and you can do it. Correct. So, oh my God. These, these tools, Answer and Guru, are just, you know, they're game changers, right? Yeah. And um, while I'm in town here, I'd love to wrestle down Alex and, you know, pick his brain some more. That's a sharp guy. I'll but show we, you his office. We got to meet him in Phoenix. This guy's impressive, man. Yeah. You look at this guy, you never think, hey, IDF Special Forces, you know, he's yeah. running nightclubs and booking Zed when he's, you know, $800. Well, he's he's like, like the what? Forrest Gump of more. He's, he's like been Forrest everywhere. Yeah. And this guy, you know, is a high level. And, you know, we sat in this in this room in, in Phoenix and he's just like, hey, let us have it. Yeah. And he, you know, he got grilled as far as this could be better. This could be better. But I, I was like, yo, it is still the best out there. Like, this is great. He took the constructive criticism. And I know this thing's only going to continue to improve. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah, this when we say stronger together, right? I know sometimes eh, it's a corny brand slogan, right? But that's what we view. Listen, we're blessed here at Quicken to have a lot of resource, a lot of technology. And when we can give you that stuff, and we're only getting started on the QLMS side, in my opinion. I but know. When we can give you the technology, we can give you things that help you scale, we can make your business um, more efficient so that you can go and spend your time, like we were talking about earlier, doing the things that human do, beings do best. Right. That's where we come together and mm-hmm. and lean on each other and, and become stronger together. And, and a lot of those gripes are simply just, you know, us as partners and brokers, not completely understanding the, the system yet, right? And, and I just think a little bit more digesting that learning curve will eliminate most of those problems. You know, yeah. the technology is there. It's, it's unbelievable. It's good. So let's talk about, you mentioned the future. Um, this industry is evolving, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Change, mm-hmm. you know. One of the other things that we like to say is, uh, when the rate of change on the outside is mm-hmm. faster than the rate of change on the inside, the end is near. Basically, mm-hmm. what that says is, you have to be obsessed with speed. You have to be obsessed with evolution. You have to be obsessed with changing, even when you're doing well. Force mm-hmm. yourself to change, change, change. What are you doing today that's setting you up for success and you're a young guy mm-hmm. in 2025, 2030. Yep. Okay. Like I said, I'm going to continue to lean on the technology and always searching out the ways to be more efficient, things that take things off my desk. Um, Jim, my mentor, he's said for years, and I've watched it happen in front of my eyes, I think the traditional loan officer processor model is not going to be there forever. What's happening is the technology is really taking over a lot of the processor's role, and you're going to have to you know, or I'm going to have to be able to evolve with that. Um, moving forward, I am, I think, in a position. I, and, and for those of you guys listening out there, just to let you know, I don't have a processor. I do all my own processing. And so that's it's a, impressive, man. Uh, right. Well, I think there's a lot more people out there that also do that. But it's, it's, you know, I would say majority still have the processor. Yeah. Okay. But this is the way Jim taught me. And this is another football analogy I can, I can, I can kind of push on is, hey, you got to know how to do everybody's job. If, I'm a, if I was a quarterback, right, I got to know the left tackle's job. I got to know my receiver's job and my running back's job. And if I don't know my protection, I'm on my back, yep. right? So when I'm in a transaction, I got to know the escrow officer's job. I got to know the assistant's, escrow officer's assistant's job. I got to know the TC's, everyone's role. So I can kind of be in there, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to hire, right? But we're going to continue to just take on hybrid loan officer processor type people. We want people that are licensed that can do the processing role, 
mainly as like a training type thing, right? With, this is how you learn to do loans. You get reps, right? Repetition is the mother skill. Throw them into the trenches. Let's go, right? But at the same time, we, we, we would expect them to want to be producing their own business because, you know, the production is where you get compensated, but you offer the marketplace. And that's what, you know, the production level is where how you get, really get paid. It's good. David, you're a good man. Again, congrats on, on the young child. Um, you. I know you're going to go tour Detroit with your account executive, who's one of the best in the business. I'm First stoked. of all, go get a Coney dog if you haven't had a Coney dog yet. Sold. Got to get a Coney dog. Okay. And uh, hell, you can go to Canada. It's a two-minute drive right across the big bridge. I heard you drive south into Canada. You drive right? south. You can look <laughs> yeah. out the window and you see a foreign country. Yeah. But it's actually south of us here in Michigan, yeah. which is odd. Yeah. We'll get into the logistics of that later <laughs> on how that actually works. But um, now we, I know you're a busy man. You got a little kid. Your production's out of control, which is incredible. Um, so we appreciate you, in, number one, yeah. the partnership. Number two, invest in the time on the podcast. And uh, keep crushing it, man. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for having me. This really has been a pleasure. For sure. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next time on the Stronger Together podcast. Thanks. <laughs>